0: Hey guys, well, we are super excited to announce that we're on CastBox now. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest
1: rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, and it does have all your
0: favorite podcasts, okay? Okay, you can still listen to Dumb Gay Politics wherever you get your podcasts, but we just want you to try CastBox.
1: We literally hate every single other <laughs> podcast provider, as you guys know, and especially the main one. And you know which one we're talking about. <laughs> and we're super excited that we're finally on Castbox because we think it's the best. So try it.
0: Uh huh. It's all shit. It's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that. Cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and. We'll would backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme, I am extreme. It's all shit, uh, uh-uh, this shit is bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S, this shit is trump T r u m p a n a n e s. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And I know I said I wasn't going to talk about my birthday
1: gifts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, okay,
1: so I got a box from Andione and it's so sweet. I have to just talk about it because it was a box filled. I mean, I don't, with all due to all the local Americans. Okay. There's just something about treats from England, okay? uh First of all, there's goddamn tissues from England. (laughs) And it's, I remember she has given us tissues before and they say balsam on them. Oh, mm -hmm. remember that? And it's like, Mm -hmm. they get some thick fucking tissues. Yeah, those were thick. And I'm like, this, for her to mail these two, like, ship overseas, two big boxes of tissues, Mm -hmm. like, this probably cost her, like, at least $700. So, (laughs) thank you, Andy There's all kinds of, like, lush, like, um, bath bombs and... They say shower bombs. So I've only known bath bombs from Lush. Mm. These look like they are a little smaller. So I'm like, am I supposed to throw these? I guess you throw them in the shower. (laughs) Just in the bottom? Just
0: bomb the shower. I don't
1: know. I'm going to like look. Maybe they just call it a shower even in.
0: Oh, maybe. Yeah, because I was wondering even with the the Kleenex, is it like paper towels or you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. These do say Kleenex, but napkins. Tissue. We call it
1: tissue. I mean, ours is tissue. Kleenex is the brand, Mm -hmm. but we don't know. Maybe they call bath shower, but that would maybe. be,
0: or maybe... I'm going to go take a
1: sh- hot shower and then they're in a bath. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't know. Well, she got me f- some fake eyelashes to go with the fake ones I already <laughs> wear permanently. Um, there's a Rocky Horror Lips or is
0: it Rolling Stones? Um, that could mm, well. Rolling Stone has the tongue coming out. Oh, I prefer so it's Rocky Horror. So I'm gonna say that's Rocky Horror, or just you know, no, it's um, Rocky Horror. Why are you shrugging? <laughs>
1: it, that's what she meant. Anyway, yeah. it's a big ass notepad, and I'm talking about the lips. Big ass notepad of yeah. the Rocky Horror mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds. Of candy.
0: Yeah. The Cadbury special. All your chocolates. All the chocolates. And they have been eaten, and Dione, so don't you even think they haven't.
1: And just like Renee McCann when the shit came from Australia, and I was like, there's just something about a box of international treats. Yeah, it's true. And I'm going in. And I mean don't even play, but even basic butch cat though, I gotta say, hers were American, but they sure did seem international. Yes. That, that bitch was, has expensive yeah. taste.
0: <laughs> yeah. She even gave you like British cigarettes, didn't she? She did. And by the way, I never <laughs> got to say basic Butch Cat. Thank you for coming to the show in Minneapolis and giving me Dunhill cigarettes. Yeah, she has some nice. Oh my expensive god, and I'm sorry things. I didn't get to see you after, but I saw you before and you gave me the Dunhill cigarettes with uh like a classy box of matches
1: which Julie immediately needed to start hoarding and making future plans for. She's like, "Maybe I'll bring one cigarette out." And she's like making plans cat, yeah. and then I'm look look That's up right. at cat's picture on the bulletin board and my mom said, "Oh, she has nice eyes." I'm like, "Mom, don't get lost in cat's <laughs> eyes."
0: <laughs> Ooh, you know what I just thought of? I'm going to put the Dunhill cigarettes in the cigarette holder. <gasps>
1: I think I might have taken that and donated it.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) I I have to see. Okay, well. I have to see which one I stole. Well, you know what? They come in a beautiful box anyway, so it doesn't matter. No, we don't need
1: a fucking cigarette holder from the past. (laughs) Um,
0: So, and
1: then I got all kinds of like, there's just bath treats in here and there's face masks and candy and I just love it. And Andy, I fucking love you. Thank you so much. Um, And what else did I get? Oh, we got, um, Brooke sent us a king cake from New Orleans. Oh my
0: God. Brooke,
1: Uh, you fucking whore. Oh,
0: I mean, the packaging, just everything about it. And then, biting into it.
1: The the soft,
0: sugary sensation of the king cake. Of 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 a cinnamon roll, is what it is. It's so good. It's a cinnamon roll cake. And I don't want to stop the New Orleans, like, Oh, that's what I was going to say. Mm. You
1: have been, you you fell in love with a dark lady named New Orleans. <laughs> I did. And you've been, I did. you've really been missing her. I have been and missing you- <laughs> her.
0: I have been. It's and it, true. I
1: mean, bitches like getting into some old ass Anne Rice novels. I was like, oh, you should read The Witching Hour. It's like great.
0: Listening to The Witching <laughs> Hour, looking on Trulia for places to move to, <laughs> just constantly looking at real estate in New Orleans just to see. And um, now I'm a full uh, Saints fan. Yeah. Full.
1: You full. put on the Super Bowl and you were just like, ugh, if the Saints were in it, it wouldn't be so
0: boring. <laughs> it's true. I got a Saints hat coming on the in, on the way. I tried to get one at LIDS, but they didn't have them there. So I had to have one made. She had a But hat. it's not real. But it's good because it's kind of a neutral hat just with the Florida Lee. Because yes. also
1: for us, it's not just Saints. The Florida Lee is now New Orleans. And also, yes. that was my sorority That's symbol. Right. That's right. So Florida Lee like- was a Kappa Kappa Gamma. Get into it, no one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's full circle it's a weird weird yeah it's like connecting the dots this and it's I like so it.
1: opulent it's so parisian yes it's so also american and, and
0: just the fleur Lee. just the fact that it's the lis, i mean i cannot yeah I mean, i'm now i'm i'm, I'm louis the 14th it's the french revolution yes
1: well so brooke you were right on time because julie was really getting sad and it came and it was like
0: mm-hmm. oh my god we
1: got it in the mail store yeah i want all new orleans things i want to go to that market and i was like ruth don't you knew stop. this was a cake you could have given me a call <laughs> don't let my cake oh, yeah. sit in here and i'm like making it my cake even though it's like your birthday's over lady we're sharing this you have
0: a package <laughs> I don't know. she should have known it was something french Exactly, she should have
1: recognized it immediately.
0: I you- don't know what it is here, but uh, something about it we like it. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 feel that we know what what I don't even know. I can't with well, yeah, the I can't do the accent.
1: Um. Okay. And um. I'm still waiting on Julie Lang's card. I'm. <laughs> um, but again, Julie, thank you so much for um the Rolex. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean it's the exact gold, vintage gold that I wanted. Yeah. Just love it. Yeah. Um now do you wanna do you wanna tell about the live
0: show? Oh, well, don't forget everyone, we have a live show coming up uh February 16th in Austin, and we are almost sold out. So if you want to get your tickets, you better get them online right now because there are not many seats left. You're gonna go
1: check right now, <laughs> Julie's other favorite thing <laughs> besides look. Gazing off into the sky and thinking of New Orleans mm-hmm. is going and looking at the, at the Austin show tickets.
0: I'm even like, I was even looking at all the, the, the negative, not negatives, but the things that would scare me in the past. I'm like, just go, I'm just like in, I'm just oh, like you going mean, for it. You're
1: looking at the bug content of New Orleans is what you oh, mean. Oh yes. And it yeah. is high. Yeah. It's high. Yeah.
0: The humidity is high and the bugs are high.
1: And the flood factor is. It's the flood also-
0: factor is high and the weather is scary, but I'm just sort of like, you know what? good good you know what bring me some cockroaches bring me some never-ending apparently mosquitoes and termite swarms yeah no that's fine and it is fine so
1: well at the austin live show julie's gonna go and do a checkaroo on the tickets (laughs) we've got (laughs) leah black is our special guest she's a real housewife of miami yeah and we have ronnie Carum from watch what crappens doing a gay guys and their feelings And we have Reed Umstat. And if you don't know who that is, you need to Google him because he was on The Voice, Mm -hmm. and The Voice is huge, and Mm -hmm. we loved making fun of it on People's Couch. And People's Couch fucking got canceled before we got to make fun of Reed. (laughs) And Reed Mm -hmm. is amazing and has an amazing voice, and I'm not even just saying that.
0: No, it's, yeah. He's legit. We looked him up.
1: Yeah, we looked him up, and we met him, and he's legit. So, also, all the stars are going to be there, including Greg Garino, and you don't want to miss Greg, and fucking Grant. And it's going to be all, it's Dev and Vrana, it's everyone. It's, it's all the bulletin board salabs. Yeah. I mean,
0: you just don't want to miss it. You just don't. So. And we
1: don't want you guys to. We want to make it happen in Austin around my weird fucking <laughs> old friends. <laughs> my, my beautiful, no, my friend Stephanie. Mm. And she listens and we're staying with her. And she's, she's the only one that won't embarrass me. I can't wait.
0: Me. I'm so excited to immerse myself <laughs> in the Brandy Howard Texan (laughs) delights. Okay? Mm, Like, mm, so mm, get ready, mm, Stephanie. mm, Get ready, Chris. Get ready.
1: Get ready, Jennifer. Get ready, Jennifer. Get ready,
0: Jennifer, because it's all, it's, it's, we're going to do it. We're going to do it good.
1: All right. Well, let's get to Eye of the Shitstorm.
2: (laughs) It takes some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the
0: shit used to be. This week's Eye of the Shitstorm is a shitty, shitty moment in time that will absolutely go down in history. It's awful and horrible, and it landed a smack dab in the middle of a cultural crossroads. And even though the immediate problem might be simple to solve, like any shitstorm, The consequences will linger around, stinking up the atmosphere for a good long while. So on Friday, a picture surfaced of Ralph Northam, who is a Democrat, who has been the governor of Virginia since 2017.
1: The picture is of someone dressed as a KKK Klans person with a white hood over their face and then someone else with black face paint and a wig. Both people are unrecognizable, but the photo was supposedly on Ralph Northam's personal yearbook page from when he was 25 years old and a med student in, like, the mid-80s. It's super fucking gross and disturbing. And my mind is, like, spinning with a way to, like, make it not true. Mm Mm-hmm. But for now, I'm just going to pretend it's a Republican and (laughs) accept it. Like, that's what I have to do. I'm having to switch it in my mind and be like, just pretend that's a Republican. Yep. And then you can just accept that
0: that's all real. Right. Yes, absolutely. It's hard to believe that anyone would be that disgusting to put on a fucking costume like that, especially a Democrat. Especially. I mean, that's the thing. That's the problem. Yeah. And then that a yearbook staff and faculty would approve something so fucking abhorrent. Is every white person in Virginia that goddamn backwards? Exactly. I mean,
1: how, in what
0: world is a photo like that ever allowed in a yearbook?
1: I don't care it, what, it's a yearbook from a school. And it's like, I, it's the mid-80s. I just don't believe that a, that like a state-funded, it's not a private university you went to, it's not a private med school. I don't believe that a state-funded med school would fucking print a picture like that. Yeah, It's like, putting like a picture of like somebody dressing up as Hitler. It was never okay to be in like a white hood. Right. Okay. 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 Oh, that's no. from childish Gambino. It is, <laughs> what? you know, they go, he goes white hood, white hood. Okay. KK. Okay, okay. It's like oh, in oh. one of
0: his songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it never was. And I'm, I, I don't know why, uh, we don't understand why people aren't going directly to, or investigating the pe- the yearbook staff at that school. Why aren't you finding those people, finding why they put the picture up, why they thought it was okay to put the picture up, why the school published it? Why aren't they going talking to those people?
1: Yeah, because this whole thing is like Brett Kavanaugh, they certainly found every single one of his fucking classmates who remembered every party. Everything. I am so, I don't know, I don't even smoke weed, but I'm like, at this point, I'm like a full fucking conspiracy theorist. I'm like, some motherfucker rolled in. Printed up a yearbook and got the shit put because they found well, sir- the they found the yearbook in a library, right? And no, I haven't seen from the trolling I've done any of the classmates. Like, here's my old yearbook, right? Well, they that too. None of them remember. So here's what the classmates said. Okay. So basically, this guy named Walter Broadnack. So he's a retired neurologist. Okay. He graduated with Northam in 1984. He told NPR that he was shocked to see – same same mm. word we used, abhorrent. He was shocked to see the abhorrent yearbook photo as, in his recollection, the campus was not racist. Mm. I can't explain the pictures, he said. Ralph, back then and even now, is not a racist. That's his f- good friend right. in med school. They say that the campus was completely racially diverse. Right. Like, literally goes on, this other guy, Harvey Rawls, said – that he's extremely skeptical that Northam is one of the people featured in the photo. He said that while it's possible that he was insensitive enough to be in a photo like that 30 years years ago, it just doesn't gel with the man he knew. He
0: said Ralph, Ralph Northam was not that kind of person. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, another guy who graduated two years after Northam said he remembers the campus being very progressive for the time. He said it was a tolerant, diverse campus. We had a pretty fair ethnic diversity within our class. Any displays of racism would have been um, an an anathema. No, an anathema. Anathema.
1: Any displays of racism would have been anathema. Apparently anathema means... Oh, against. It's something that you hate because it's the opposite of what you believe. Oh, okay. Not only was it a diverse campus, it appears his actual class was diverse right. i know that sounds dumb like racist people are like i have a black friend i get that that's ridiculous but the thing is uh, you're not putting on a fucking kkk no. hood and being like oh hey walter right good seeing you <laughs> right. this is just a joke bud right it's like i mean i'm not apologizing for him because I, I mean i don't even really like the guy even just when he's you know he had the press conference and you saw it yes but i just feel honestly feel it's so fucking outlandish I'm just like is anyone that stupid even racists aren't that obvious well
0: especially when like we now know how the Russians right do stuff (laughs) right and one of the things that they actually do is media (laughs) manipulation right And they actually do have a staff of people who do go in to doctor videos and photographs. That is something that they actually do.
1: And then they go secretly, after poisoning doorknobs, into a library and put the book into the library. And then some other dipshit gets a tip, goes and rents the yearbook. And then every single other person in the class is like this. I didn't know we had a yearbook. (laughs) And I also didn't... Have one, and I never saw Ralph's old KKK <laughs> sketch and fucking <laughs> sketch. stick that he
0: used to do. Right, and I mean, yes, I did see the press conference. He he doesn't come off as the most likable man. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> he is, <coughs> and and I would say I think insensitive is a good word. He does seem insensitive. He seems tone deaf. He seems entitled. He seems privileged. He seems, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't seem. And he doesn't seem ashamed. So there are problems for sure. And then he said in the press conference <laughs> that he, I guess the day before
1: he sort of just apologized for the photo, I guess, without seeing it. I th- This is me just filling in the blanks, assuming that it was this other time right, when he right, dressed up as right, Michael Jackson. Right. So he had dressed up as Michael Jackson, including painting his face like with brown Michael Jackson makeup. Well,
0: and- it was with a shoe polish. He put shoe
1: polish on his face. Yeah.
0: So the other problem was that he said in the actual press conference, he said, I dressed up like Michael Jackson in for a dance contest. And it was like, okay. And then he goes, and, you know, I did put a little bit of shoe polish on my face. But if you've ever put shoe polish on, you know, you don't want to put too much on. And you're like, "Mm
1: -hmm." no. And you're like, and everyone's like this. No, no, I've never (laughs) put shoe polish on my face. Dumb fuck. Yeah, exactly. There's many problems. And by the way, I'm not even really that down with Virginia. And with all due to anyone out there who... Probably the half a person we know who's a fan in Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, Or a listener, not even a fan. I feel like everyone in virginia is racist (laughs) i can't even deal with the level going on there like you're walking amongst slave owners statues and on the daily like you're just simply going to get fucking coffee at starbucks and it's like oh cool that guy killed slaves and fucked them all and raped them Mm
0: -hmm. all and oh i mean every year they they do a um a uh honorary or on they honor general robert e lee and stonewall jackson Mm -mm. and it's like Mm -mm. and then the the these guys want to be like well he was a great american he stood up for it it's like,
2: Mm -mm. what Mm -mm.
0: in fact he wasn't american (laughs) at all actually even if you want to take slavery out of it they wanted to be their own country so good one you know what i mean yeah he was not american i mean i don't know what you mean but i get it i'm
1: getting it i didn't they wanted
0: them to be their own and we know they wanted to like well yeah and if they thought they were the real america whatever you want to say it they were not americans so in my opinion that's how i would argue it and uh yeah he wanted slavery so maybe he wasn't a great american dick and it's
1: just like the what the people that live there have to fucking deal with and the race relations are fucking backwards and way back in time and it's Tragic. So I'm not even doubting. I'm really, I mean, I don't really like the guy, but I just feel like it's, it's, it's so, like I said already, it's so outlandish and outrageous. I'm just like, wow, Mm -hmm. you really had to go there. I mean, because there would be, even if you saw, honestly, even if you saw the picture of him in the Michael Jackson getup and he's in San Antonio doing the dance contest, clearly a Michael Jackson fan. Because in 1984, you just can't fucks with Michael Jackson. Like, it is on and popping. Everyone is there for him. Everyone is there for him.
0: Now, during the press conference, somebody said, so you're doing Michael Jackson, and they said to him, so can you still moonwalk? And he literally had to be like, well... And there was a moment where his body shifted where we all thought for a moment if he, he was mo- going to moonwalk and his wife was there and she was like, um, yeah, more, it's a, more appropriate, uh, not appropriate or whatever. But here's so- the question.
1: If he had busted out the fucking moonwalk, would it have <laughs> proven kind of that he will clearly is a fan of Michael Jackson. He's not there like
0: being mean and making fun of him if he's busting the out. I think it's fair to say he's a moron. I think it's <laughs> fair to say, I think it's fair to say, like we said, he's insensitive, he's tone deaf, and he's privileged and he's entitled. Um, and that he's a moron. But I don't, but he also... You know the guy has worked his life, his history, his work, what he's done, who he's who he's works with. It has shown and proven he hasn't done anything against any minority, any my, um, any um, you know uh, marginalized community. He hasn't. So you know. There's there, to me, in, in my opinion, there's definitely like a, a sort of a, a gray area here, except for the fact that the motherfucker needs to quit.
1: Now, that's what's up. So it's like pretty much every Democrat has denounced him and been like, you got to go. He and he, to and go. he was pretty beloved across the board, I would say, like Obama spoke for him. And it's yeah. not just that, like Eric Holder. A lot of people were like, I really like Ralph. I, I, they all they all like like him. They, and they've come out and said they like him. But they've also come out and said, you got to go you ain't got to go home but you can't stay here don't let the door hit you on the way out like sorry kick rocks all the cliches and it's true it's like exactly what even with brett Kavanaugh, i said and i will stand by this with this guy you you're now you've got the scarlet letter and it's on you and there's no getting it off and it's gonna be impossible just like brett Kavanaugh, like no one respects you or yeah. half of the people don't respect yeah. you and even the people that wanted you in are still like yeah that old gang rape thing that's really unfortunate yeah. you know it's there and it's never gonna come off and this guy even if, he, if he's been framed or like sandbagged mm-hmm. he needs to go clear his name he, yeah. he can't be governing he needs to no. go off and go yes. get hire a team of investigators mm-hmm. go clear his name yeah
0: and just like Brett Kavanaugh who showed his character even regardless of the gang rape and the train gang rape in the hearing, he showed his character. He yelled, he whined, he cried. He was a fucking little twat. Yeah. We don't need a twat like that on the fucking... And this guy showed, you know, he showed yeah. his character too. He and did. he needs to go. Yeah, he needs to go. And he needs to let someone else govern. And, and that the, yes, person is... Yes, that is... That person is Justin Fairfax. And Justin Fairfax this is his lieutenant governor... And he's he's young. He's he's like, a dis- direct descendant of yes. Virginia slaves, yes. which is super fucking cool. And if this, if Northam, I mean, in the height of what he what he needs to do in in uh, to be the leader, to show remorse, to show just even any semblance of. Um, deference to the community would be i'm gonna step aside he could even say i don't think that picture is me but i'm gonna step aside just for the shoe polish from um, incident right and i'm really sorry um i love virginia and because i love virginia and i'm sorry justin fairfax is going to be amazing for you and you know what he fits the community better anyway like especially right now
1: yeah well and that guy justin fairfax he said The governor needed to apologize, and I'm glad that he did so. He also... So basically, though, Justin Fairfax and Ralph Northam have worked together closely for many years. They have a good relationship. He didn't even speak out for, like, a long time about the photo. And when he did, he said, The governor needed to apologize, and I'm glad that he did so. He also reached out to me personally to express his sincere regrets and to apologize. He's been a friend to me and has treated my family and me with hospitality and respect. But his actions at the very least indicated a comfort with Virginia's darker mm. history of white supremacy, racial stereotyping and intimidation. Now more than ever, we must make decisions in the best interests of the people of the Commonwealth of Virginia.
0: I mean, yeah, there you go. There, his, that's that's just pretty much it. And his actions do show
1: a comfort with the darker, a comfort, a comfort with yes. the darker um, past of Virginia. And yeah. and that's that's really the the. That's really the thing. It's like we're quick to be like racist as opposed to just being like, yeah, you were a little too comfortable putting on that shoe polish, buddy.
0: Yeah, exactly. A little
1: too comfortable and a little too um, resistant
0: to apologize. And resi- Yes, which shows his entitlement right. to his own um comfort and his, exactly <laughs> you know his what own, i mean um privilege to his own privilege like he's not seeing right the privilege and the entitlement right. and he needs to take a seat and like i want this is julie speaking i don't think that guy is racist i don't yeah. and i don't think he means i don't think he's doing things in a malicious way but because he's a moron and because he's privileged and entitled he need he does need to go and like learn
1: i'd love and when it all comes um out in the wash i want to fucking find out who what the deal is with that photo you know and whether and if it is him, then I want to know which one he is, just out of curiosity. And I want to know right. who that other motherfucker is. Yeah, you know? let's yeah. find out the photo. And t- let's find, and out, find the photo. out
0: who. And if the and if the yearbook really did it, find out who put the put the photo in. Find out who allowed the photo to be yep. published. They all need to out, be fired. They too. all need <laughs> if they're still there and they're still working there. Then they we need to find out who they are. Yes, because those people that to me is even worse.
1: Yeah, you're a grown ass adult putting that in the yearbook. You
0: saw that you cannot look at that and think in any realm that that's acceptable. No, you're sober,
1: you're in an office at a state-funded medical school and you're no. like, yep, this goes in the yearbook. Yeah. Fuck you, you need How? to get fired too. Yeah. Now it's time for Judge Julie.
2: <laughs>
0: Uh, the courts convened for an emergency session. Court's been on hiatus for a while, as I, Judge Julie, have been reevaluating how judgmental I am <laughs> and who I am judgmental of. I have found that, though, I am finding myself being more open and empathetic to the worst in our society, because in fairness, you know, that's, that's just what's up. Now, even as a judge, I must, and we all must remain accountable to our garbage, shitty behavior. No one truly is above anyone else. However, as mindful and humble and self-hating as I may be, this really needed to happen. I have to admit, the judge in me has felt compelled, and dare I say, this judgment must be made. You can take it or leave it, I don't give a fuck, but I have meditated long and hard on this, and I keep coming back to the same judgment. Hello, bailiff Brandy. Hi. Hi. Did you know? Did you know that a bailiff is its own form of law enforcement and isn't actually a police officer? I did not, but I did know they're not police officers. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I just found that out. I googled it because I was looking around the court wondering what everybody's job was. Did you
1: think that they were cops?
0: I did. Oh, but they are not. No, you can actually go to uh, to get a certificate to get, become a bailiff. It's like a thing you can go to, like, yeah. the Department of Phoenix. Like an or- ordained minister type of deal? Yeah, like i can get a certificate for it or whatever. <laughs> so, anyway, so uh, thanks for being in the court today. Um, our defendant today is Howard Schultz. Sir, I'm going to ask that you actually keep sitting. In fact, take every seat in this court And sit in every one of them while I pass my judgment on you. And in fact, I'm also going to remain seated. And it will be the judgment of this judge who is judging you, who could also be judged at any moment. So I will also remain in my seat and will continue to remain. And we will all remain (laughs) in many seats, okay? Howard Schultz, the former CEO of Starbucks, you have decided that it is your turn to run as president as a centrist independent. You gave over an hour long interview with CNBC last week. And while there, in the audience, a wise gentleman yelled at you the following. Get out of the race, you <laughs> egotistical billionaire asshole. <laughs> now, much like a good improv teacher, I would like to start with the positives about you. You created Starbucks. You took a cup of coffee and not only turned it into a global addiction, you also took the physical building of Starbucks and made it into the contemporary American Cafe, where it turned into America's number one stop for wasting time, pretending (laughs) to do projects, pointless meetings, emergency changes of underwear in the bathroom, and of course the place where countless people can talk loudly about their kids, bring their kids, and where nannies get fired in public. You gave every single member of your company, including baristas, the chance to have health insurance, work part-time, pay into a 401k, and the stock for Starbucks is one of the best in the biz. You are and were an excellent businessman, unlike Trump, who is a bankrupt pork rind of a human being. (laughs) Your Super Bowl Sunday with Oprah was inspiring, and your back of Vanity Fair's questions and answers is one of Bailiff Brandy's most favorite in the world. That's right. Mm -hmm. You, sir, until this week, set the bar For business people and the humane and ethical way a company should be run. With that said, (laughs) fuck off. As a lifelong Democrat, you have been doing what? Pretending to be a Democrat? What? You gave money you gave money to Hillary Clinton and now you're annoyed because of the progressive portion of the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party has gone too far left, hidden meaning you don't want to pay taxes either. And the Alexandria, uh-huh, uh-huh. the-
1: <laughs> Good one. And the
0: Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's of the world want to tax your ass and want universal health care and believe it is the right of the people. Yeah, the right. Okay, yeah, they bug. Sure, idealism can be annoying, but rather than harnessing that idealism and staying within the party of which you made your billion, you're now deciding like true billionaire Trump fashion to go out on your own because you know best. You know what should change. The system is broken and only you can fix it. You know how to run a company. You know how to balance a budget. You know how to treat employees. Listen, you do. You do. You do know how to run a company. But this country isn't a company. That's right. And when billionaires and businessmen and women come to terms that they aren't kings and queens and the people with the solitary answers because of their success, we will do better. You will then kick off a campaign where you will spend millions of dollars to do what? to advertise, to get your platform across like that fucking twat Tom Sayre, the biggest waste of space in the fucking planet with his stupid impeach Trump campaign. How much did that cost? How much are you willing to spend on yourself? Even Michael Bloomberg. Oh, fucking God, rich ass that out there. motherfucker. <laughs> and believe me, an egomaniac knows an egomaniac, my friend. And until you sit down in front of the mirror and have a good vomit into a cry and then vomit again, you will not learn. Do not do this. Take your millions and fix up some schools, buy some people houses, fix up neighborhoods, offer scholarships, fund healthcare, fund hospitals, work on human trafficking. One of the things that you said that you were upset about is that internet and wireless should be the right of the people, not healthcare, but wireless. Well, then you know what? This is <laughs> it true is the right look of people it up. when they go to look Starbucks, that's Dick. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, look what I- and then I said, "Pay for it, Dick." <laughs> Give everyone free wireless then. You said yourself you do not believe healthcare is a right, but that people should have affordable healthcare. What does that even mean? What's affordable for some people isn't affordable for others. And as a billionaire, you don't fucking know. <laughs> Give me a break. You know you the only thing you know is what makes money. You are better served as a consultant and do what you do best. Business! We could certainly use your expertise on making money, but this country doesn't subsist just making money. Making money doesn't make you a diplomat or a good deal maker when it comes to people's rights. If your bottom line is money and not people, you are not qualified. I'm not saying that politicians aren't lying sacks of shit, But at least they know they're doing politics, which is based on serving people, speaking for the people. As a CEO, you serve yourself and your bottom line. We need your business savvy and knowledge with the new administration and help build a coalition on business and teach people how to make money and how to run a business ethically and fairly. Help the new democratic administration serve the people. And part of serving will be to teach people what Trump cannot, how to be a good business person, set up centers all over the country where kids and adults can learn from you and how to take money and make more of it. Teach morality in business, ethics in business, global business, but leave the serving and the will of the people to the people. We do not need another billionaire businessman to come in and treat us like employees. We are human beings living in a country that has demeaned us and taken us for granted and has monetized on every facet of our lives. It is time to section off the money from the people and the country from the money and the business of profiting on people's health and lives and education and dreams. Profiting off of our dreams of a better life for your personal gain. You are not the CEO of America. America is the CEO of you. And until you are able to humble yourself, sir, you are not fit to serve the American people. So I judge you in contempt of court. You will remain taking several and all of the seats. You will stay in the sector of which you are good at. And please believe we will be grateful for it. Know your lane. Know yourself and your worth and place among society. And cut the fucking shit, you egotistical fucking billionaire. Buy yourself some humanity and look at what's going on around you. We don't want you. If I want a strong cup of coffee that will keep me up all night, I'll call you. Until then, Beto and Kamala Harris 2020, court is adjourned. And
1: we know you fucked Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay, now it's time for one of our most popular segments called Anne Read a Book in Two Days.
2: Check this out, y'all.
0: Part of the show is called Anne Read a Book in Two Days. It's been a while since we've done this, but a juicy nugget of an embellished novel (laughs) dropped last week and we needed the goddamn scoop.
1: Yes, and now I'm going to recycle her intro for the fifth fucking time. (laughs) Anne is one of my oldest and best friends. I've mentioned her on the show a million times and even her husband Mike who has the same birthday as George Clooney. They have a son named Nicholas that I will happily raise as my own if they ever die in a tragic shark attack or something such as.
0: Or a gene swimming incident. (laughs) Not only is she a close part of our family, she's also a good friend to the show. She's one of the original 14 listeners of DGP and a Patreon subscriber. But that's not why we chose her. We chose her because she's hilarious and exceptionally smart and one of the only people we know who could read a 400-page nonfiction book in two days. Meanwhile, it's probably total fiction. But this time, (laughs) she
1: read a book written by former White House aide Cliff Sims called Team of Vipers, My 500 Extraordinary Days Inside the Trump White House. So let's get it started. Oh, hey, Anne. Anne. Hey, guys. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so Anne, first off, before you give us the deep dive on this fucking fairy tale,
0: (laughs) Explain
1: to us and everyone who the author is. So we have a frame of reference for our disdain. Yeah.
3: I mean, what do you mean? Cliff Sims isn't a <laughs> household name. We were all like, what does Cliff Sims have to say about all this? He, so he his official title was special assistant to the president and director of White House message strategy. So basically he worked in the – communications department like in Spicer's team and helped craft messages around um Trump's strategy like he helped, he helped write some of the tweets
1: that kind of stuff yeah so I was, was gonna say does that team. did that include social media messaging yeah
3: yeah but he worked on the campaign leading up to the um election and then through actually he worked up until the sum this summer
1: yeah I was gonna ask you when did he yeah. stop and was he fired he, it was one of the
3: situations where he had to resign slash was fired, but it was until <laughs> like one of those, you gotta go. So go ahead and write the letter. And did he say um, why?
1: Yeah. It's okay. Cool. It's, okay. It's, so what was the time period? So we don't so, know all about Cliff Sims. So during I know way too much about him during the election, he was there. And then it was until this past summer, 2018.
3: Yeah. He said he wrote the book in two months this fall. So it's like hot, literally
1: hot off the presses. OK, so do you want to tell us why he was fired or how do you want to how do you want to give it to us?
3: So essentially, he it's the same old story where um, he was fired. What he thinks it was it was John Kelly that pulled the trigger on him having to leave because, um, as other books had have mentioned and we know all about John Kelly, when he came in, was trying to kind of get rid of old um, the old guard and he wanted people to have a, a sense of um the proper way to report to the president he thought it was just crazy and he kind of wanted to get rid of i think in his opinion riffraff that sounds like a word he would i feel like he would call yeah. it yeah so did he not so like
0: cliff sims like he didn't like
3: him he thought he was um trash Tool. he was kind of shady <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah
3: garbage like one actuality. of trump's <clears throat> one of trump's
1: garbage fucking people he picked up
3: Essentially, yeah, because it was a whole – the whole thing was like a faction between the people who were kind of the strategist loyalists from the beginning um, and then the RNC people that came in. So people didn't like – they already kind of had factions and then Kelly came in and it was like a whole other faction. So it was a whole – it was a team of vipers.
1: <laughs> okay, team so, of vipers. Okay, so how do you want to tell – get into it? Do you want to tell us in the order he gave it to us? I'm wondering who he hated. Did he have a fucking ax to grind? Did you feel yeah. an agenda?
3: Well, the agenda is similar to uh, Omarosa. All of these, they all come in, they tell their story. They kind of explain why th- their behavior should be exempt from, um, examination and why it was okay, <laughs> you know, like why it's okay to, to, to do what he did. He's this guy from Alabama, um, very religious, like, um, you know, talks a lot about his faith and all that kind of stuff. So he, he I have to say, he did. Yeah. So you go, oh God loves Jeff Sessions. Thought he was just a real, you know, gentleman. So you're dealing with
1: this real <laughs> <That's> stupid. <laughs> yeah. Lucky oh, inside note:
3: Jeff Sessions' wife. They call her Mrs. Mary. He keeps talking about Mrs. Mary. I'm like, who's Mrs. Mary? That's Jeff Sessions' wife. Mrs. That's Mary. so weird. Oh. It's like
1: a teacher. Like, yeah. Like how kids call their teacher, like Mrs. Know. Stephanie it was, and weird. shit. It's weird. Yeah. Hi, Hi, Mrs. Mary. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right, and well. I'm
3: picturing it in that voice and Chuck's best granddaddy, you know. So it's like, okay. Um Why would he, a religious person
1: work for Trump, though? That's the whole thing. Like Mike Pence. It's like, you know, you're yeah. with a skank. Well, he
3: talks about that and he talks about, you know, how evangelicals get a lot of shit for, for supporting Trump. But he says, well... They all know that he's a flawed man. Their yeah. goal is to get their agenda pushed forward and he's doing that. He's right,
0: they don't putting care touches he on the
3: Supreme Court. Yeah, they're like he's yeah, we know he's not the best guy they don't care. personally, but he's putting people on the Supreme Court that are good for their agenda. He's, you know, um kind of a lesser of evils, I
1: guess. And justify the means. Okay, so who who is he if he was in one faction, who was who was he pissed at? Was he is the book about how he hated Trump? Was it about how he hated Ke- John Kelly? He he kind of doesn't outwardly say
3: awful things about Trump. Believe it or not, he 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 does a little side digs. but The people he full hated, like really hated, were Sean Spicer, mm. um, <laughs> who he worked has for, a bunch right? Of shit about Sean Spicer, yeah. Um, he has some funny funny things about Sean Spicer that he just says that he was like. The minute he got the job, it was like a Jekyll and Hyde type situation where he just kind of took over. wasn't trustworthy. Um, <laughs> at one point, he said, cause, and then you know, Sarah Sanders took over. At one point, he says the main difference between Sean Spicer and Sarah Sanders was basic human decency. <laughs> was like, whoa, whoa! And then he said um, that Sean. <laughs> John Spicer chewed and swallowed 35 pieces of gum before lunch every day. What? <laughs> what? what? Swallowed, swallowed the <laughs> gum. But yeah, essentially, Spicer really um, treated his staff like shit, wasn't a good boss. Uh, everything was super chaotic. He just really did not like John Spicer at all, thought he was a real piece of garbage.
1: And didn't he hate Kellyanne Conway?
3: yeah no. he well he he does he doesn't like her I mean she I don't think she did anything personally to him, um but he had some really mean things to say about her first of all i did feel there was a little tinge. he at one point at the beginning of the book he called he's called her he was like in her late 40s like kind of doing digs in her appearance i'm like fuck
0: off cliff sims i mean he it's looks like the a fucking varmint her. from underneath the molehill like what is he talking yeah. about
3: you know so i'm like okay okay sir <laughs> um but he called her a cartoon villain brought to life and then he said she's just what again? What we've heard? She's very calculated. She plays both sides. Um, He said she, parentally cloaked in an invisible fur coat, casting an all-knowing <laughs> smile as if she'd already collected ninety-eight Dalmatians with only three to go. Like, oh, Julie, um, like laugh t- full on. Like oh, you yeah. should be I a mean, comedy was, writer. Yeah, he does have some good lines. Like he had a couple hours. Like that was pretty good, Cliff. So Cliff was, Sims was is
1: gay, I want to let him know. He mm-hmm. can go ahead and come out. That sounds like well. Super His gay wife, me. <laughs>
3: her Mel- <laughs> Melanie or something. I don't know. Melanie,
0: <laughs> Melania.
3: <Something like> <laughs> oh yeah, I talked about Melania. So he, so Kellyanne, the, the good story about Kellyanne Conway is back when um, Mika and Joe were saying how she, Kellyanne used to come on the show and defend Trump on camera and then off screen would talk about what a piece of shit he was. Mm. Kellyanne got really. Did they really say that about that? I didn't know. Yeah. said Oh, that. you don't remember that. No. Yeah, so they were, they stopped having her on their show because they said she was just a liar. Like she would go, come on. Um, minute the camera went off, she'd go, Oh, I need a shower. You know, Trump's the worst. And they, they just called her out on it on the air. Whoa, she I never knew that. I heard you? it. I
0: hadn't heard that, no. Wow. But I yeah. didn't hear the other, the thing that he, I don't know if you're going to tell the story about the thing with the laptop or whatever.
3: Yeah, so that's what happened. So she was outraged by this. She wanted to set the record straight and kind of put out a statement saying that wasn't true and that never happened. Mm-hmm. So he goes in, Cliff Sims goes into her, her office and she says, oh, just start typing it up on my laptop if you don't mind. He says, okay. He's sitting down, not, she's not realizing that her phone is connected to her laptop, so all the iMessages that she's typing on her phone are popping up on the laptop that he's on. <laughs> and while he, he's like, I'm trying to craft a message saying she doesn't do that and doesn't talk out of both sides of her mouth, and the entire time it's just texts going to different people in the media where she's talking shit about Jared Kushner and Sean Spicer she's and like the leaking, president, right? She, yeah, she's, she's like totally currently leaking, leaking while totally telling him. being like. Going, I don't know why Trump said that. Don't worry, I'll get him back on board. Just talking shit about everybody. And he's like, You're, she has no idea. She's just sending all of these texts while well, he's trying to craft a message saying, I would never do such a thing. So yeah, he's not a huge fan of hers.
1: Did he imply that she's Lodestar? Or did he say who he thought was Lodestar? There,
3: there was a couple,
1: um, they, he didn't
3: talk about that incident specifically. And there's not so much talk about even Pence in general. I know that was one of the, he rumors that depends. but well, he yeah did he talk
1: he didn't talk about the resistance at all
3: he did so oh, there's okay. a whole thing about the leakers and his theory is um rancid pubes might have done some <laughs> leaking rance, of
1: course you? is it
3: right rance 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 rancid it's it, pronounced rancid. Oh, that's just easier. yeah so he thinks that he might have been doing some leaking kelly and definitely but he said everybody kind of did in a way that Everyone had certain um, people they would talk to in the press that they were close to to kind of get their point across. But it got so bad to where um, when the mooch came in, (laughs) and he, first of all, loves the mooch. He was full on got the mooch in in, because he hated John Spicer so much and talked to the president about bringing mooch in. So he really loved him and still speaks very, very highly of him.
0: He speaks highly Um, of Trump, too. Cliff Sims he's you know
3: he does I mean he had he does say um it's hard to not like him that he actually he Mm -hmm. he as a person he didn't think he's racist he thought he is a
1: (coughs) flawed person but
3: not as terrible as as people make him out to be when did Cliff Um,
1: Sims ever see him doing anything he spent a lot of time with him. he was in the White House and so he just thought by just what he would say like in between them that he didn't get a racist vibe
3: Yeah, exactly. So the way he kind of described it, and I think this was in all the other books too, is so in normal White House scenarios, there's a a pecking order, you know, an org chart of these are the certain people that have direct access to the president, and it goes down the line. And the way Trump works is he kind of is in the middle and reaches out to whoever he wants to, no matter how high or low they are on the totem pole. So some people in the administration who aren't getting – in the inner circle mix Resent the people who are Especially if they're lower than Which um, is kind of cool I mean pole. you
1: like to think That he's like Lurking around the assistants Like yo Give me the <laughs> details I don't want to read that Yeah Which is exactly memo. What was happening
3: So people like Spicer and pubes And Steve Bannon <laughs> of Drug Steve Banner, Like they could not <laughs> Handle that Like these These rando people Would get pulled into the mix All the time And it wasn't The proper order Like order Um like the the preferred protocol or whatever. But um,
1: did he say anything about the hookers? Like anything about hookers, a stormy Daniels, or do you want to just give us the Melania scoop? Like, what did he say about well, the fucking? you know
3: what he said? So Melania, he said, so he disputes what was in fire and fury because he said that he saw melania and trump on the night of the election you know in fire and fury and a couple, couple other books it was melania was crying in the corner they never speak he says that wasn't true that, in, that is actually the opposite that melania okay. pulled him aside pulled trump aside and said you're going to be a great president we're going to do this together you're going
2: great...
0: to um, yeah. be a great president Donald." <laughs> Yeah. I' going to be wonderful first lady too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't exactly. wait to walk into White House with on.
1: What do you mm-hmm. think, Anne? What do you think is yeah. really
0: true? Like it, this guy sounds like
1: a fucking shill yeah. to me, but <clears throat> hmm. it's it's hard to say. I mean those I
3: mean those two things are so opposite. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's. Crazy. Well, I mean he
3: he says that Melania was is pretty involved. That she when she has to do her um no way her events no at the way. white house like she's really in the mix like she you know what she, she was talking about when she put together that beautiful um easter egg thing and she wanted everything perfect I mean, and, maybe
0: when so, i can believe that she's involved when it has to do with designing a, an event like right, Easter, right like and the christmas thing <laughs> like the you know what i mean don't yeah. you like you know like yeah, when it's decorating what people we're saying that she that they
3: kind of have a more um a cooler relationship
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. especially that's since Trump's see. coming I... out like, oh, I'm going to sue this guy. He signed an NDA. It just seems <clears throat> yeah, like Sean Spicer a little bit, like he's kind of like protecting Trump in a way. Like he might talk shit about Kellyanne, but he's going to go and that's a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he
3: didn't say a lot of super bad things about Trump. He, he does say at the end that, you know, once he ended up leaving the White House, that obviously Trump is loyal to only himself and, you know, doesn't really care about, um, he- helping out people that helped him on the way up, and, and did he say and they asked kind of
1: him stuff. to sign that that Omarosa thing? Where he doesn't he doesn't mention the NDA. But, okay, what? No, but what about um, where they're like, you can go work for the campaign. Here's two 200- hundred. Oh, that is the NDA. That's right. That is the NDA.
3: Yeah, he doesn't mention anything about even signing the NDA. Um, and it's hard to say. Just judging by what's in this book, i wonder if he was just like, I'm just going to go for it or what and because there is i
0: don't know in the interviews it's that he gives it. he said he said that he they keep quoting this thing where he said like i was a coward and i was ruthless does he say what he was a coward and ruthless about
3: he says that he well so he talks about at one point when because he really didn't like Priebus or sean spacer because again cliff sims was part of the people who um was on the trump campaign they stuck with him they were loyal mm-hmm. And then remember when the pussy tape came out, the RNC kind of really distanced themselves from Trump and took funding away. And so um, the people who stayed with him during all of that never forgot that. And then when Priebus became chief of staff. It's pubes, Spicer- It's pubes, <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to be professional. <laughs> um, he – they never forgot it. So there's already that – you know, feeling of um, distrust that was there because they were like, you left when the chips were down and now you're back in the mix because he he won. Um, So there was always, it it just already started off in a bad way. So Cliff Sims ended up um, at one point, he describes getting pulled into a spare room (laughs) in the side from- And raped. (laughs) Well- (laughs) 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 But how he had to kind of list off names of people he thought were leakers and Trump wrote it down and he was like, this is like, he's making it an enemy list of inside of the oh, actual, yeah. that's the enemy wow. list. So
0: yeah, who's on the so enemy list?
3: It was a bunch of, um, a bunch of those like low, little, low level staffers that mm. they were sure were leaking. Um, but then he started getting in his, Cliff Sims started getting in Trump's ear about. Spicer, and that's how Mooch got in the mix. So he said that he, Cliff Sims was saying he was ruthless in a way that all of them were and that they put themselves first before. Oh. Um,
0: well, who did he you know, say was the most vipery? He,
3: well, Kellyanne Spicer, oh. he really, really did not like um, John, Kelly. John Kelly. He, he thought John him. Kelly was... Um, he sounds like a fucking snob, too. Yeah, well, he goes into pretty... Uh, a lot of detail about the whole Rob Porter thing. So Rob Porter was yes the guy who was um, wife beater. His title was yeah. He and he, he was a he, White House secretary and he was a fucking he was, wife. He was beater. a secretary and everything had to pass through him. So he needed to theoretically have like top clearance. And then they found out that he still got clearance even though those allegations had been made. Now John Kelly then came out and said. I didn't uh, No, I didn't know that I fired him right away but all of the evidence said otherwise and the minute that happened the entire staff kind of lost um kind of stopped believing in John Kelly because he was lying to his own staff saying that he just immediately fired him when everyone knew that wasn't true that he really personally liked Rob Porter a lot wanted him to keep his job um god John Kelly turned out to be such a fucking asshole he really
1: did he really yeah, did
3: and- and he kind of pulled an Amorosa with with Cliff Sims, where he called him down to the office, and because at this point Cliff Sims was trying to get out of working in the White House, he was going to take a job with um, with Pompeo because he had just been uh, confirmed because he helped him get confirmed to the to Secretary of State job, so he was going to take a job in his office. And at one point, Hope Hicks and Sarah Sanders pull him aside and say, "They're not going to let you get that job. Like you're, you got to start." looking because you're out Cause <laughs> no one's out. letting you
1: anywhere near yeah, the kinds. shit okay um, so what about jared and ivanka anything there
3: he thinks first of all he speaks very glowingly of ivanka to the point that he's like she's just so beautiful she's like a oh god, cliff,
0: cliff you're doll come Jesus, to life cliff. i'm like oh god he's dressing cliff. like her at night <laughs> in his private room his wife is yeah, knock, cliff. Knock. Cliff, what are you doing in there <laughs> nothing
1: <laughs> shut the door and don't get on my email with my private video oh, my of me and Trump.
0: <laughs> Where I pretend I'm Ivanka and he tells me how beautiful I am. I'm beautiful. <laughs> yeah.
3: He speaks very highly of Ivanka. He thinks she's just a delight. And he thinks Jared is a fucking smooth operator. <laughs> um, he's smooth. got the, the smooth Jared, skin. He goes, yeah, he goes, he's low-key, like, behind everything. He thinks that even Jared was because when Mooch came in because mooch hated rancid pubes so much, he thinks that Jared <laughs> kind of orchestrated that so that mooch would come in get which would trigger pubes to leave, and he's like, if mooch gets explodes as, as it's happening, then you know so be it. So Cliff Sims thinks wow. that Jared is like more smarter than he gets credit for and really is kind of. I don't think any,
1: I don't really think anyone underestimates Jared Kushner's no. intelligence. That's mm-hmm. not really the problem. But I'm underestimating Cliffs at this point. Yeah, but when what yeah. is your
0: overall feeling of Cliff? Like, <laughs> cloth? do you think that cloth That's is cloth like... deal? Cloth's <laughs> talk. Do you think that cloth? Um, like, do, what was your feeling of cloth? Like, does he? No, yeah, was he lying? And he was embellishing. Well, I mean, but you don't I, get I, a I, sense. Is he a liar? Is he a snake? Is he a viper? Is I th- he what? I a, think
3: like... that he was a, vi- a viper in many ways, and I think that he finds a way yeah at some points he does say I wasn't being a good person I wasn't but you still stayed there and you're still standing by he still stands by with the policies of,
0: of this yeah, president he loves so, it. he's all conservative and it's like I'm yeah, proud of what so we've I, done and
3: do I personally like him no I don't
1: but um what about um Omarosa were they buddies do you think they're in the same no sort he does of- not
3: like Omarosa
1: Omarosa he said everybody was scared of her that she wasn't there's
3: not, the one woman there's not one, one, no, he one likes woman he likes oh, he that's likes right. Ivanka right, 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 he definitely right, right. probably yeah. doesn't like
1: black people so I love that he's decided that right. Trump wasn't mm-hmm. racist
3: oh at one point though he was yeah so he said Omarosa was he described this um scene at one point where the congressional black caucus came and I remember her talking about that in her book, but I don't remember the story. But he said that she kind of blew up at the Congressional Black Caucus and was saying, you're in Trump's house now and yelling about being in Trump's house. <laughs> and <he laughs> she's was so, like, it was so
1: embarrassing. I mean, she's beyond. Uh-huh. Yeah. So okay, he, well, he didn't like her. On that note, since you did, you read Omarosa, you read Fire and Fury, you read fucking Doodoo Spicer. You've now <laughs> read this, Team of Vipers. And then you also read James Comey. Yeah. Is oh, that-
3: speaking of James Comey? um to call him go- a real a real piece of shit. <laughs> piece of go- oh, and Cliff Simmons, by the way, he won't write out any curse words. He everything is s dash or d dash. <laughs> even damn, he won't write the word damn.
1: Oh, this dork though. So, you worked, Jesus hey, what is fucking he-? Christ, Clough. Yeah. Yeah. Clough, you worked for Trump. You're garbage. Okay, so which of the books? I think that was five. Which yeah. is the one you like? This is Julie's question. Like, which one did you like the best? Or you could do, which one was your personal favorite? Which one do you think was the truest or best written? I mean, there's so and, many ways to who's judge these. the
0: worst person amongst the five? Oh, that's true. <sighs> the worst person?
3: <laughs> it's all the same story. It's mm. all, it's, it's somebody's coming in, they're explaining, they're, they're pleading their case to you, to you, the reader, to be like, here's why I'm not a total piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. And then, explaining why they allowed garbage things to happen but again if i'm say if i'm i was reading this going okay if i'm a republican and i'm on board with all of these policies what would i think of this guy and there are parts some parts of him where it is a little sympathetic and he does kind of paint himself as like a mr smith goes to washington bright-eyed bushy-tailed type of person and you go Oh, but
0: i just can't buy it mm. i can't buy it and then i'm he I don't know. That is an interesting point, though. Every single person who wrote those books is like, "I believed in it. I wanted to work for this president. I thought we yeah. could get our policies and Comey, done." All of them. And like, then, this is my point of view. Yes, right. This is why I was right. I was better you than know? all of these people. And then I got out, and here's the true story of what's going on in there.
3: Right. And they all have. So he said the Fire and Fury book um, got most of it wrong. He said obviously Steve Bannon – except for the Steve Bannon parts, because you know Steve Bannon was the one that was feeding a lot of the information to Michael Wolff. And he even, he talks about fear um, a little bit too. And he says that while Woodward, he's like, he he, is mostly accurate, but he was trying to say that There were conversations that happened within the book that couldn't have really happened that way. And so I'm like, what do you know, Cliff Sims? So Spicer said in his book, so Cliff Sims at one point said that Sean Spicer full stole a small traveling refrigerator (laughs) from somebody else's (laughs) office. (laughs) <laughs> and people saw him walking, oh, And he's like with the cord God. hanging And then <laughs> oh my oh my Sean God. Spicer was like I, I did no such thing So it's like I
1: believe wow. I that <laughs> no one. such thing wow. Bitch you stole that fucking you fridge. Stole the, the yeah,
3: fridge You stole like, the personal mini size fridge You wanted it for your Bud Lights just, In your oh office no, oh my God. You did it yeah, But he's like I did not So things like that were I'm like obviously I believe Clifstim Yeah that case.
1: Cause that's but, such a detail Yeah Yeah
3: because I guess that got leaked at some point. Somebody's like, Uh, I'm seeing Sean Spicer walking down a hallway <laughs> carrying a heavy... Well, feeling, before feeling we it.
1: before we go, do you know who you would – if you could get a book from anyone, is there anyone – because this is getting very tedious, Anne. Like you're just going to be like – you're going to have to read Malcolm Nance's. We're going to have to start reading – I know because Chris Christie's will be the same too though. Same shit. I think Chris Christie's is – here's why I'm not a piece of shit and I'm going to go, uh, no. it's too late. Yeah.
3: Oh, I do have some good – look, I, I wrote down, you guys, The I have a couple of good things in here that I did like that I thought you would enjoy. And one of them, my favorite story, I think, in this book is there's a scene where Trump and Pence and Cliff Sims, why Cliff Sims is there, I don't know. But he was there are in an office of Paul Ryan and Paul Ryan is talking to Trump about health care and like really trying to get through to him and. Trump just gets up in the middle of the conversation, walks out of the room and goes into another room and starts watching TV (laughs) and just leaves the room, completely leaves the room. Wow. Like full sits down to catch up on TV and they're all sitting in the room and then Mike Pence had to go and retrieve him to come back in and he comes and just sat back down like nothing had happened and then goes, all right,
1: all (laughs) right. Did it say he was watching the news?
3: Yeah, he just left because he was so bored. He yeah. was so bored of what <laughs> he had to say. He's like, I'm over it. I'm going to leave the room. I was like, Jesus Christ. And then he, um, oh, the hairspray. I finally, Cliff, Sim, Cliff Sims names names with the hairspray. Oh. And, and what are we looking at? L'Oreal El Net? No, it's a Tresemme. Oh. It's the, it's Tresemme Trace 2 hairspray, extra hold. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I'm not mad and at Sims it. I'm going to try carried, it. carried a travel size in his um, back pocket at all times.
1: Oh, in his back pocket. Ooh, wow wow! Yeah. A holster. You, you never know. You never I have really needed it. The Tresemme travel size wow. is a common travel size that's floating around. Like all yeah, the like that's
3: the one that's always in the um, yes, yes, travel size, like where you get your little mini toothpaste and stuff. Yes,
1: it is. So he's gonna not going deep that. there. Yeah, he's just no, getting Tresemme whatever's trace, available. Well, trace too.
0: Thank you, <laughs> Cliff Sims, favorite.
1: for your investigative work on wow. the on the back. Back pocket holster of <laughs> hairspray. I mean, that is a yeah. piece
0: of information we didn't know.
1: That's a good detail on the hairspray. It's a very specific. Okay, well, tell our yeah. tell the fourteen listeners, Anne, where they can troll you and find you on the socials. Well,
3: you guys, <laughs> um, Twitter is it's at Anne A N N E underscore Morris at. Is that, I was going to say at Twitter.com.
0: But that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is. Yeah. It is, that and not. more at Twitter.com. That could be. That's what we're doing from now on. Yeah. Good be. Okay, Anne. I love you. Thanks, Anne. Love you guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
1: Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a ray of light shining through the tunnel of shit known as our current reality. She hates doing it, and though I don't blame her for hating it, I refuse to let her skip it. We all need some good news, or some fake good news, or some bad news happening to bad people, which is basically just good news. So tell us, Meow Meow, what is your So There's That moment for this week?
0: It doesn't get easier. (laughs) It really doesn't. So... um. This I wanna I'm not sure where the credit for this came from, but I know that there was a message on Twitter from someone where I saw this and then I saw it when I was doing my research and it was really the thing that stuck out to me. So whoever sent this, I thank you, and it must have like subconsciously sparked in my mind because I then found it again on my own and I was like, Oh, oh. So and it really And I once saw I looked at something into I it, thought
1: from Moran Rowe. I did see something from Jesse and but we'll see if I
0: okay so because I didn't like look into it and then I then I saw this and I was like this is the this is the same thing I think now when I saw this Uh okay (laughs) this just made me feel good and fat and I loved it and right now I don't know what anyone else who's listening but I need something that just feels good and feels sweet and feels like if I want to like this place if I went to this place like I would be held in the blubber of these mothers and I could be taken away to a place where I don't have to remember what's going on in the world or deal with my weird stomachs. As we all lived through the most pointless and stupid government shutdown, it felt like nothing good happened except for TSA members calling in sick, which was a revelation, and that did feel pretty good. But something else happened during the shutdown and it was fucking amazing. (laughs) Quote, As you may have heard, Drake's Beach is under new management. Point Reyes National Seashore wrote on Facebook on Friday afternoon, Elephant seals have taken over! Yes, a herd of elephant seals that moved onto a California beach during January government shutdown. They show no sign of giving up. It's newly gained territory anytime soon. So the post said that while the beach would remain closed to humans this weekend, at the direction of the new management, the nearby road and parking lot or whatever would be open during the day for elephant seal viewing. So around 50 to 60 adult elephant seals had made themselves comfortable on the beach and around 35 pups had been born. The seals also plowed through a fence <laughs> to spill onto the parking area. Okay, that's how many seals <laughs> to spill onto the parking. Hooked up, had babies, and then went into the parking lot. They did all this while wildlife management staff were furloughed due to the government shutdown. So why can no I ever
1: sta- stance upon a bunch of wild seals in a parking lot? Exactly. And I'm like looking for parking. Like, god damn it! <gasps> can you oh. imagine? No, and never. good things like that never happened to
0: me. Well, we could go out to here and see them. Now, basically, it's like if your parents were out of town for a month and you had an orgy, gave birth 35 times, squatted in the house with your new commune, and decided to never leave. <laughs> what a dream. Now, John DeLasso, chief of interpretation and resource education at Point Reyes National Seashore, told... Vice, which is where I read this article, that if the shutdown had not happened, staff would have been around to discourage the SEALs from congregating in the area, and then they never would have come there.
1: Like, move along, move along, (laughs) nothing to see here.
0: And who knows where those little babies couldn't, maybe never been born. But since the pups have arrived, they've decided that it's best for the SEALs to stay where they are, and they're keeping the filthy fucking human beings out. They're at a critical time. The pups have been born here and they're nursing, so we're not going to disrupt the process. <laughs> they're in a parking lot. Like,
1: they have like a barbecue grill and like set up like <laughs> exactly, a motor home.
0: Exactly. They're like wearing a MAGA hat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Keep it moving. I want to go there so badly and take off all my clothes and join their commune. I know they would accept me. I've looked in the mirror, and I know they wouldn't know the difference. The elephant seals are just living life, and it just goes to show you... What can happen in wildlife when its life is just left alone by the garbage, violent human hands disturbing their beautiful, fat, natural process? We should all be so lucky. So there's that.
1: So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast week after week. We are so grateful for all 14 of you. And we appreciate you being here, even if you don't sign up for our
0: (laughs) Patreon podcast. But please (laughs) sign up for our Patreon podcast, won't you? Go to www.patreon.com slash politics. dumbgaypolitics. It's only one dollar for a whole extra hour podcast per week, and it's completely different from this one. I mean, complete, completely. And we know that paying for shit is annoying. I mean,
1: honestly, I don't think I would even fucking sign up for it. I wouldn't. <laughs> I
0: mean, I don't. But I don't do Johnny. I mean, I don't do anyone. Yeah, I'm b- terrible.
1: But we still have to pressure you and beg you and shame you and fomo you. <laughs>
0: and if you get fomo. From our live show in New Orleans, then you need to come see us in Austin on February 16th at the Spider House Cafe. It's going to be so lit. Leah Black from Real Housewives of Miami is our special guest. All the information is available on our website, www.julianbrandy.com. George we- w <laughs> julianbrandy George W.julianbrandy.com. <laughs> Um, We've sold more tickets to this show than any of our other ones And the shit is almost sold out So if you're thinking about coming, get your tickets now And figure out the rest later And as always, it's been real and it's been fun But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb Mm. Read a book
2: (laughs) How'd you do I See you've met my Faithful hand in hand I'm just a sweet transvestita from transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry Right We'll just say where we are Then go back to the car We don't want to be any worry Well, you got caught with a flat wheel How about that? Well, babies Don't you panic by the light of the night It'll all seem all right I'll get you a satanic mechanic I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a Bite! Right. So I'll remove the cause. (laughs) But not the symptom.